I'd like to welcome all of you to worship as we worship together this this evening or this day, the birth of our newborn Savior, Jesus Christ. You will notice that this will be the Christmas Eve service. We will just do a recording for Christmas Eve and not for Christmas Day. And the order of it will also be a little different. We'll have our hymn at the very end be Silent Night. Otherwise, we will uh, continue with the spoken portions of the liturgy. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, and it is a privilege to worship and to celebrate the birth of Christ with you in this way. I invite you that if you have, uh, you know, five candles, but if you have one or two, however many you have to gather those at this time and to light them. May the grace and peace of our Savior Jesus Christ, word made flesh, born of Mary, be with you all. Tonight, we light all of our candles The first candle is the hope shining and pointing the way for a new tomorrow. The second candle is the love we feel as we gaze at the baby in the manger and see the love God has given to us. The third candle is the joy of the season that comes from knowing we are blessed by God. The fourth candle is the peace that comes from the angels telling us to not be afraid and to hear the good news of the birth of our Savior. And tonight we light the Christ candle, the true light that that radiates in our lives and helps us to know that we will never be alone. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you made this holy night shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that here on earth, we may walk in the light of Jesus' presence and in the last day wake to the brightness of his glory. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You've multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace. For the throne of David and his kingdom, he will establish and uphold it with justice and righteousness. From this time onward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Titus. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, 
while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all inequity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom God favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I don't remember learning how to say I love you. And I would venture most of us don't remember learning how to say I love you either. It was something that someone, usually our parents or other close family members, said regularly and consistently to us when we were small, and then we learned to say it with that same regularity to others. And all of us have people in our lives that we consistently say the words I love you to. This may be your spouse or partner, your children, your parents, your siblings, your friends, other family members, and so forth. We may tell certain people we love them every day or every time we hang up the phone with them or as we part from each other. They are words that are well-worn on our lips and ears, and yet they carry with it such depth and meaning every time we say or hear them. So why do we tell people that we love them over and over again, especially those we may say it to every day? Telling someone regularly that we love them doesn't change the reality that we do. 
That truth was the same yesterday and will be true tomorrow and the day after and so forth. But we tell people that we love them regularly, not because it changes the truth of the matter, but because we are changed each time we tell someone we love them or someone tells us that they love us. No matter how many times we hear or say, I love you, we are changed each time by the knowledge and reminder of our love for another or another's love for us. We may feel safer or stronger, less angry and more patient, comforted or reassured, braver and more hopeful. All of this just because of three little words. I love you. And the same is true for us of the Christmas story. Perhaps you don't remember the first time you learned the Christmas story either. It was something someone told you regularly and consistently when you were small, and then you learned to tell it to others. Possibly you first told it to others by participating in Christmas pageants or by reading it at church or at home. This story, especially Luke's telling of it, is well worn on our lips and our ears, and yet this story carries such depth and meaning every time we hear or say it. We tell this story over and over again, not because the story has changed, but because we are changed each time we hear it or tell it. We are changed each time by the knowledge and reminder of how God's love for you and all people is so deep and intimate that God chose to become a human being in the baby Jesus. God chose to be born humbly and to first share the good news of Emmanuel of God with us with the shepherds, some of the poorest and least regarded people in society. God could have chosen to become a human being by coming to earth as a full-grown human and placing God's self into a place of power and immediate recognition. But instead, God chose to come to earth by experiencing all that humans experience in relationships. God chose to experience the unique relationship between a baby and their parents. That intimate and profound relationship as a baby completely depends on their parents for their survival. God chose to be born into relationship with the animals gathered around whose living quarters Jesus borrowed those first early nights. And God chose to make sure that the first people to know of Jesus' birth were the ones whom society said were some of the least important people demonstrating how God's love and relationship is for all people, no matter the limits of how valuable the rest of the world says they are. The refrain from Glenn Rudolph's choral Christmas song, The Dream Isaiah Saw, has become my prayer in this last week leading up to Christmas. He writes, Little child whose bed is straw, take new lodgings in my heart, Bring the dream Isaiah saw, knowledge, wisdom, worship, awe. As we come to hear this familiar story tonight about the baby Christ whose bed is a manger, may it find new lodgings, new places to call home within each of our hearts. May we be changed yet again by the knowledge of how this story begins in birth, will encounter death, and ends in resurrection. May we be changed yet again by the inexplicable wisdom of God who enters into God's creation as a little baby. 
May it lead us all to worship the wonders and faithfulness and boundless love of our God for you. And may we once again find and be changed and be transfixed in awe of it all. Amen. Using the words of the Nicene Creed, let us confess our faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the maker of all, the word made flesh, the giver of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. May the word that Mary and Joseph cradled in their arms enfold you with love and strength. Amen. May the word that angels proclaimed in song bring harmony to our world. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. And now I invite you to Sing along as we sing together, Silent Night. May you have a blessed Christmas.
Thank you.